Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. This is the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, episode 81. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. For 11 years, Five Cat Studio was located in Pleasantville, New York, about 10 minutes from our home here in Chappaqua. It was a 2,000 square foot space with hardwood floors, large windows, exposed structure, tall ceilings. It was fabulous. It was a dream come true for an architecture studio, and we enjoyed being there for all those years. But in November of 2013, Anne-Marie and I decided to move out of that space and we moved into a new private studio built in our home. Our staff is now located in remote studios of their own and our 2,000 square feet has been reduced to 200. In order to be the most efficient and effectively communicate with our virtual team, we've adopted several apps to get things done. Today on the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, I'm going to share my five tools for pursuing a productive, paperless architecture studio. This episode of the Entree Architect Podcast is brought to you by the Get Focused Course, 16 videos that will show you how to get things done and live a successful, stress-free life 
as a small firm architect. Visit GetFocusedCourse.com. So if you've been following me here at the podcast or, or reading my blog at EntreeArchitect.com, you probably already know, because I've been talking about it for the last year and a half, Five Cat Studio went from a full-fledged physical office to a virtual studio. We're doing all our work now in our home, in our private studio here at the house. Our staff is located in their own remote studios. Uh, the staff that, that, that's been with us for years is now working locally from their own remote studios. And we've been working with people all over the country to get our work done. It's a great system. We've saved lots of money uh, moving out of that big studio, that beautiful studio. Uh, cost a lot of money and we don't pay that rent anymore. Uh, and so we've made some major changes here at Five Cat Studio over the past year and a half. And in our, our previous studio, we had the space to physically store all our files and all our drawings, our paper stuff. We had five vertical file cabinets for payables and receivables and records and all of that stuff. Years and years and years of paper that was too important to throw away. But once filed, never really was seen again. We also had eight large format flat file cabinets, you know, where, where we put our drawings uh, for drawing storage and, and, and all our active projects. You know, so for completed projects, we had an entire closet full of cardboard tubes filled with archive drawings. It, it, it went from the floor to the ceiling, an entire wall of cardboard tubes. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about because I'm sure you have something in your studio, some closet somewhere that you never open until you stuff another tube into it, full of these tubes of, of paper drawings. It's crazy. And when we moved, the archive went to a storage facility. So all those tubes, all that stuff that, that we couldn't lose, uh, went into a storage facility. A lot less rent than our big studio, but still have to pay it because we have to save those drawings. Uh, and we destroyed everything else that we can legally destroy. Just got rid of everything. We cleared house. We needed to fit 2,000 square feet of stuff into a 200 square foot office. So a lot of it was either given away, recycled, or disposed of. And in time, we'll probably digitize all those files in the storage and, and eliminate that storage, get all that stuff uh, into the computer and get it all digitized. But in the meantime, my goal is to not add any more stuff to that big pile. Everything we do now is digital. Everything we do is stored on the computer. And on a daily basis, my studio uses five basic tools to stay productive and to pursue a paper-free, a paperless studio. That is my goal, 100% paperless. That's my goal. And it's a pursuit. I'm not there yet. I still have piles laying around here and there, uh, stuff that needs to be scanned because lots of paper still comes into my office. Um, but I also have a great scanner that scans all that stuff very quickly. Uh, it's a Fujitsu scan snap. Uh, it's sort of expensive. It's almost $500, but it's uh, a very accurate, very quick scanner. So it sits right next to me here uh, at my studio. And as paper comes in, it goes into that scanner and it goes in to my digital files. And what I want to do today 
is share uh, those five tools that I'm using. Uh, many of you are probably using the same tools, similar tools, uh, but I wanna talk about how I use them. So the first tool that I use to stay productive and to, be, to pursue this paperless studio is Dropbox. I know many of you are using Dropbox. Many uh, of you are using cloud storage of some sort, similar to Dropbox. It may be Google Drive or, or some other um, storage, cloud storage. That is the first tool I needed when moving from the, from the big studio, the physical studio, uh, to the virtual studio because I needed a place to store all our drawing files. At the Pleasantville studio, we had all our files stored on an Apple mini server. That was our server. Originally, we had this big giant tower, this big Dell tower. It was probably 30 inches tall, about 12 inches wide, and about 20 inches deep. It was monstrous. It was very heavy and very big. It had several disks in it. And I replaced that entire server with a mini server, which was the size, it's about, I don't know, eight inches by eight inches by an inch and a half tall. It's awesome. I, 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 as a joke, I unplugged the Dell server and left it in the studio in the server closet. And I took the mini server and I put it on top of the old server. Uh, and the mini server now uh, was, was, is what I was using as my, um, as my server for all of my files. And I still use that mini server for archiving. So I, I use it as a, as a, um, a redundant backup. I do lots and lots of backup. I use um, uh, Carbonite for my backup. It uh, backups, backs up all of my files on my computer as well as the mini. Um, so I, have, I, I move things to the mini server as archives and I have a uh, Carbonite account that backs up those archives. So I have it on that computer as well as offsite at Carbonite. And then I also have my computer backed up um, and my Dropbox is backed up to Carbonite uh, and Dropbox has their own backup. And so I have backups of backups of backups. So, um, and I know that Carbonite works because before I left that big studio, I actually had that big crisis where uh, the computer, a computer failed and I lost a lot of files. Um, it took me a long time to get them back, but I got them all back. And so uh, it was great to have that Carbonite. Today, um, instead of using that mini server, we're using Dropbox. Dropbox is now our server. I have a Dropbox business account, uh, and I have a folder format that looks and works just like the folders on, our, on, a, on the mini server. So I took that same structure that I had on the mini, and I just moved it to Dropbox. And we have virtually unlimited capacity, and, and I have full control, control over who can access each folder. Because in Dropbox, I can set up teams and I can make some of those uh, folders in Dropbox private. So I, I'm the only one who can access them. And then I can also invite my team to access files. So all the project files uh, are um, set up on the team uh, folders. And then as I bring on um, virtual staff, this virtual staff gets access to those projects. Um, it also allows me to have different teams working on separate projects without them having full access to the entire active portfolio. Um, so you can, you can tweak, uh, permissions on Dropbox. Um, so Dropbox has become invaluable for us. I also back up all of my photographs to Dropbox, both personal and business. Um, I also have duplicate photos as well, because I also use Google photos. 
uh, Google Photos and Dropbox both automatically download whatever photographs you take on your iPhone uh, automatically backs up to both Dropbox and Google um, Photos. So all of my photos are backed up offsite as well as downloading them to uh, Apple Photos, the uh, uh, which used to be iPhoto, now it's Apple Photos. Um, so I have three copies of all of my pictures as well, so I'll never lose those. Now I just have to find some time to actually organize them and turn them into albums so uh, we can actually enjoy them and look at them someday. But they're all there, I have them all, um, and they're all safe. And so Dropbox is my first tool to stay productive. Uh, having that out on the cloud allows my team to access all of the files that they need at any time. It also allows me to be able to access those files wherever I am in the entire world, as long as I have internet access um, and I have a device that can access the internet, I can access my files. So I could be at a project meeting and I may have uh, forgotten a drawing or I wanted to show somebody a photograph or I wanted to show somebody an updated PDF file. Uh, I could very easily go to my iPad or my iPhone, pull up that drawing and show it to our client uh, right there on the spot and have no problem, no wait. Again, produ productivity, not waiting, not writing down a note and getting back to the studio and saying, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to remember? Because um, I've already done it. It's right there. I took it, took it out of my pocket. I showed the client and that uh, task was completed. And so uh, it's, a, it's a very good tool to stay productive and paperless. So number one is Dropbox. Number two, uh, as many of you probably have already guessed, Evernote. I've talked about Evernote both here on the podcast and the blog. Um, you can check out those um, those episodes. I think episode 75 of the podcast was Evernote, and I talked about how architects can use Evernote. I would uh, suggest anybody who's interested, go check that out. Um, also, um, there was a, uh, a blog post as well. Around that same time, uh, I wrote those on the same week. So when I moved from the Apple mini server to Dropbox, uh, I simply moved all my active project folders from one to the other. So currently all our drawings, all our documents, all our images, reports, everything is on Dropbox and it works very well. And it's and it's just like it's always been. I'm really nothing's really changed other than you know clicking on the link to the mini server. Now we're clicking on the link to Dropbox and the Dropbox folders are right next to all our uh, local files. So it's it's like nothing's changed. But we're trying to be more efficient and more productive here. So we've introduced this second tool here, Evernote. And we, we are removing all our documents, all our reports, all our billing records, all our payables, all our records, uh, everything that's paper that's not um, specifically project-based, uh, like the project drawings and the project documents and the photographs for those projects um, are on Dropbox. And then everything else that runs the studio, all of our administrative files, all my personal files, everything. And I mean everything. I take pictures of my kids' artwork and I put it in Evernote. Everything that I do, everything that I have that is paper, that is not some sort of very priceless piece of paper that I, or very sentimental piece of paper, uh, if it's not sentimental or priceless, it's in Evernote or it's in a pile being ready to be scanned into Evernote. Um, we even have PDF files of all of our construction documents. So we have uh, duplicates of the CAD files. So if we have a final CAD file or a progress set 
Those are being uh, printed out to PDF files and those are being sent to Evernote. Uh, and so we can, we can set those up. Evernote allows us to set up separate notebooks for each project and has powerful tags, which is really, really what's great about Evernote is the tagging system. It allows us to search, you know, very quickly to find the specific document that we're looking for. It, it even, um, when you search the documents, it's all, um, it's all OCR, I think it's, uh, uh, whatever it is, it's, I forget what OCR stands for, but it's, it's, it's the, um, it recognizes the text that's in the image. So even a photograph that has image uh, and uh, text in it, it will recognize that text and you'll be able to search and it'll find that that image even. So it searches your entire portfolio of documents um, in Evernote to find the documents that you're looking for. Uh, tremendously powerful search tool in Evernote. Um, and we have Evernote on all of our iPhones, all our iPads, on our desktops, and it all syncs automatically. So, so wherever I am, I go to Evernote and all my files are right there. Um, again, so if I'm at a pr- project and I need to find a sketch or a specific detail, anything that's in, that's in Evernote, again, I could find it very quickly, very efficiently. Um, it's an incredibly productive tool inside and out of the studio. So the number two tool that I'm using to stay productive and pursue a paperless studio is Evernote. The third one is a relatively new app, new to me. Uh, I know it's been around for a year and a half or so. It's called Slack, S-L-A-C-K. It's a communication tool. Slack is um, taking the place of email in our virtual studio. In our virtual studio, because I'm not sitting across from my staff, in the old studio, I used to be able to walk around and talk to the people who were in the studio and you know, if I had a question, I'd just roll over to my, my project manager and ask him the question. Um, up until we started using Slack, everything was by email. So if you had a question, you either called them, texted them, or emailed them. Um, and email gets overwhelming. So we were using email for all of that communication. Slack lets you set up channels for um, each team. If So you can put your, your general team into a channel in Slack and... Um, you can communicate through Slack. Slack, again, uh, records all that, and it's fully searchable. And so if you're looking for a specific uh, conversation you had through Slack, it's very, very easy to find that conversation. Um, you can set up private groups. So if you have specific groups that you want to uh, have conversations with that you don't want the entire team to see, you can set up private groups. Um, and you can set up groups outside of your team through Slack, send them invitations and set up a separate channel for for um, for other people. So if you have a group of people who want to have a conversation about a specific topic, you can set up a, a Slack channel for that and, um, and use Slack and not use email. Um, email is, uh, you know, is my email is very quickly um, not being used for project management anymore. It was it was a very very powerful tool at one time. It was a very important tool. Uh, when we first launched the virtual studio, it was the only way that we were using to communicate to one another, um, you know, on a daily basis. We didn't really use text very much. Uh, Anne-Marie and I used text very, a lot, but, but the staff, we weren't using text. Um, and, uh, we used phone when we needed it, but we were using a lot of email. 
at Slack has really, really done a great job of eliminating all of that extra email in the inbox um, and keeping it in a very easily uh, searchable, very easily recorded, uh, accessible communication tool. Slack, S-L-A-C-K, is number three. Number four, my fourth tool, is a tool called Nosby. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about Nosby as well. Um, I use Nosby. Nosby is a very powerful project management tool as well, but I don't use it for project management. You can connect uh, projects to uh, to your staff and to other people. But what I use Nosby for is personal productivity. And so I use it as my capture tool. If you know David Allen and Getting Things Done, the book called Getting Things Done, uh, he talks about having a capture tool. So whenever you have a thought that comes into mind, you need a tool that is accessible wherever you are uh, to, to um, document that thought so you can get it out of your head and into a, uh, into a, um, uh, a, a capture tool, some way of recording that thought so you don't have to keep thinking about it. Um, so I use Nosby. Nosby is on my iPhone, on my iPad, in my desktop, wherever... I am Nosby is just like all my other tools, um, and whenever I have a, a an idea or a thought, I put it into Nosby into the inbox. Um, Nosby also allows you to set up projects, and I'm not and, and I do have architectural projects in my projects project in my projects list, but in Nosby speak, projects are anything that requires more than one task. So if a um, uh, if you have a specific thing you're trying to get done um, and it requires more than one step, then it's a project. It's not a task. And so um, to have a to-do list of things that you need to get done uh, doesn't give you all the information that you need to be productive. Uh, by setting it up as projects, you can take all of the different things that you need to get done, whether they're things to get done today or they're things to get done in the next week or the next month or the next year, you can set up a project for each one of those items that need to get done. Uh, and then you can set up the tasks required to complete each one of those those projects in Nosby. Uh, very easily sorted. Um, it allows you to use labels and tags. And the part that I love best about Nosby is that once I get all of that stuff in there, because it's a big long list now, because maybe I have 50 projects that are going on. I bet you have close to 50 as well if you think about it of all the things that you want to get done, whether they're things that get done today or a week from now or this year, um, I bet you, you have close to 50 of them. And I have close to 50 projects. And inside those projects are lists of tasks that need to be done at some time to get those projects done. Um, what makes Nosby so powerful is a, is a, um, a feature called priority. There's a little star in the task in the in the project um, no it's a task in this task list uh, in each project you can click the star and it becomes a priority and what that does what the way I use it is that the things that I need to get done today I, I hit I click star and so every Monday I go through my projects list you've heard me talk about my Mondays it's also part of the get focused course I talk about Mondays um, every Monday, I schedule my week. I go through all of my projects. Um, I schedule the first half of every Monday. I don't schedule meetings on Monday. I schedule time for myself to organize my week. And I go through each one of these projects that I have in Nosby, 
and uh, the things that I need to get done this week, I click the green star. And then when I go through all of those projects and I click on the left column, I click the priority button, all of the things that I've starred are now in one screen. So I can see all of the things that I need to get done uh, this week. Those are my priorities. Um, and usually there are probably four or five things that I need to get done this week. Uh, those are the most important things. Those are the things that, that I consider the, uh, the, the things that matter most this week um, are, are my priorities. And I click the green star and they come up and I know what I need to do this week. Um, and so that's Nosby. Nosby has a lot more involved in it. Uh, but what I love about it is that I can use it very simply. And my focus on my productivity system um, if you've taken the Get Focused course, you'll you'll hear that my goal is to keep it simple, keep it as simple as possible. Um, so many of these courses and so many of these systems and these gurus talk about these systems that are so complicated to figure out. If you look at the go the Nosby tutorials, it sounds so complicated. Just use the things that matter to you. Just use the things that that make your system work. And so I use projects inbox and priority and it's a great way for me to capture all of my ideas all of my thoughts get them into a great tool that organizes them very very well and then um, uh, allows me to also prioritize my work in the get focused course i actually have a bonus video that shows you exactly how i use nosby i go through on the screen, how I use it, how I set it up with colors and labels and all, you know, art, entree architect work, five cat work, my personal work. It's all there. I show you exactly how to do it. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, so that is my fourth tool for productivity and pursuing a paperless studio. The last one is the next step, basically. Um, after I know what my priorities are, that's great. I have a list of my priorities. The next thing that matters is to get those priorities scheduled. Because if you don't schedule it, it won't get done. And so my next tool is iCal. I'm on Mac, as many of you know. I'm all Mac, no more PCs anywhere in this house. Um, so iCal is my fifth tool, is my calendar. Actually, it's not iCal. Um, I've, I've recently upgraded iCal to Fantastical, which is a, a, um, an app for the Mac. Uh, Fantastical 2.0. Uh, it is a paid app. It's not free. It it uh, syncs up with iCal, so everything that's in your iCal will be, come up to your Fantastical. I love the graphics and the interface for Fantastical. It's a beautiful tool, and uh, it it links to Nosby, so you can actually um, uh, set specific dates in your priorities or in your projects, and it automatically comes up on fantastic Cal. Uh, it also allows you to very quickly input your schedule items. And so you can type in um, the words, um, you know, the, the task, repair car on Tuesday at 2 p.m. And it will automatically put it on Tuesday at 2 p.m. You don't have to click all the buttons and set up the little things. You can do that too, but it's very, very intuitive. It, it understands what you're writing. It also allows you to do it with voice. Um, and so you can talk to it and it will, it will put those items into your calendar, just like a personal assistant. 
So it's becoming my digital personal assistant. I love Fantastical. So my fifth tool for productivity and pursuing a paperless studio is Fantastical uh, linked up with iCal. So those are my five. Those are my five tools for um, pursuing a productive paperless architecture studio. Number one is Dropbox. Uh, I put all my files up in Dropbox, all my project files. Evernote, everything else goes into Evernote. My whole life is going into Evernote. Um, make sure you check out that episode, episode uh, 75 at the Entree Architect podcast is all about Evernote. Slack is number three. Uh, I use more and more of Slack every day. Uh, it's really becoming a very, very powerful communication tool. Nosby, I love Nosby for my task management. It's, uh, that's the way uh, I keep my stress down. It's the way I keep things getting done. Um, and Nosby linked up with Fantastical, the two of them together are my life. Everything that I do, everything that I have to do, everything that's getting done is on those two uh, apps. And it's really, really powerful. I know exactly what I need to do and when I need to do it. Uh, I get things done when they need to get done. And my stress level is rapidly decreasing uh, the more and more I uh, develop these systems. So those are it. Those are my five tools. I wanted to also mention, I did mention a little bit about the Get Focused course. Uh, it's 16 videos of everything I know about productivity and getting things done and how to live a stress-free life. I'm not going to get into the depth of it. Uh, if you'd like to know more about the Get Focused course, go to getfocusedcourse.com. 16 videos uh, of everything I know from you know, creating a morning ritual to how I use my, my Mondays to set up a successful work week, the best way to process and manage my to-do list, uh, learning which tasks should not be on your list and how to get other people to do it, how to delegate. I give you information on that, how to conquer procrastination once and for all so you can get it out of your life because I know that's your biggest problem is procrastination. What to do when your inbox is exploding and stealing your day away. I got information in there for that. And I even list my productivity tools, my favorite books and of time management uh, and everything that, uh, that I know, my five favorite books, my five favorite uh, productivity tools, which some of them are different than what I just recommended here. Um, so if you want to know more about that, go to get focused course. And I also want to share a secret. You ready? You can get that course for free. You can get that course for free. You can get the entree architect hybrid proposal course, where I show you how to develop your own owner architect agreement, including the templates. I give you the templates and the foundations, business forms and checklist, everything you need to run a small business, uh, a small architecture firm business. It's all in the academy if you join the academy if you join entree architect academy it's my private membership community for small firm architects every week we gather for a live video conference call with me and all the members of the academy there's about 50 of us now we talk candidly about all this stuff that makes us successful and we help one another succeed and we support one another when we need a boost it is a great community we're, we're, we're becoming friends and it's it's amazing it's really i love what's happening in the academy I love watching the members grow and succeed. Um, and you get all of that stuff. You get the, the Get Focused course, you get the hybrid proposal, you get the foundations, you get the video conference, and you get access to every other course that we ever develop 
as long as you're a member. So if you're interested in joining the, the Academy, check out entrearchitect.com slash Academy, or just go to the blog and you can click on the link on the upper right side of the page. It's, it's there. So you can just go, uh, it says Entree Architect Academy, join us and you'll be able to join Entree Architect Academy. And I'd, I'd love your thoughts on being productive and, and, and the pursuit of a paperless studio. Do you, do you use any of the apps that I mentioned? Do you, I'm sure you're using something similar to Dropbox. Pretty much everybody's using uh, something similar to Dropbox these days. Uh, Evernote is rapidly being adopted by architects. Do you have any tools that, that are making you more efficient or more effective that I didn't talk about? I'd love to know what you're using, what I should be using. I'd love to share it with the community, the Entree Architect community. So go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 81 and leave a comment. Share your thoughts. The more we share as architects, the more we give away, the more transparent we are, the more we're all going to grow. The, the, the entire profession will grow from the small firm up when we share. So go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 81 and share what you know. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I, I hope it's, it's worth your time to listen to me every week. I really appreciate you, you putting your earbuds in your ears and letting me talk to you for a little while. I really enjoy doing this podcast. I really, really hope you enjoy it as well. And I'd love to know what you think. So if you go to entrearchitect.com slash iTunes, that's a link that I'll get you right over to the iTunes page and you can leave me a review because that's how I get other people to listen. And that's how I get feedback on, on whether I'm doing a good job or not. So go to entrearchitect.com slash iTunes. If you haven't done it yet, please go right now. Go do that right now and, and just leave me a, a very quick review. It's, it's not very long. Uh, it means a lot to me. It makes me feel good. And it, and it helps other people uh, find us here. And it helps Entree Architect grow. And that's, that's a good thing for everybody. So that's a wrap. That's a wrap for today's show. You can get a, uh, a download of this episode at entrearchitect.com slash episode 81. Or you can go to iTunes and, and subscribe in iTunes. And it'll come to you automatically every week. Uh, before we go, you know, every week I give you a quote of the week before we before we truly wrap up i know i got that backwards you know I, I know i say we wrap up and then i give you the quote of the week i don't know why i do that but i do it's in my my notes here in my evernote note that i'm looking at here so quote of the week it's a quote from david allen author of getting things done and it's much like it's all about the the capture tool his quote is your mind is for having ideas not holding them your mind is for having ideas not holding them you need a capture tool. You need some sort of tool to get those ideas out of your head so you don't have, so you don't hold them anymore and you have them. You can create new ideas by getting the old ones out of your head and into a capture tool. So David Allen's quote is, your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. My name is Mark R. LePage and I appreciate you so much for being here. I'm an entrepreneur architect and I'll see you next week.
I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. (laughs) So for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.